Good morning, saints, and thank you for joining Cane Creek Missionary Baptist Church Sunday service with Apostles Larry and Teresa Robinson. We believe in going to the next level for Jesus. Now it's time for the word. Open your Bibles and give me your good ear and tune into the message. It starts now. Verse 6 and read, I'm going to just read a couple of them. Um, verse 6 in, it, in the word of the Lord reads, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And verse 10, but David pursued he and 400 men for 200 abode behind, which were so faint. They could not go over the brook, Bazor. Huh. And verse 17, and David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men who rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his tool. Wives, and there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. Hallelujah. I wanted to park in several places this morning. <laughs> I thought about parking in, um, I'm in recovery. <laughs> and then I thought about, well... <laughs> I'm also encouraged in the Lord. Bless the Lord. So uh, I was just just having a good time with with David because he intrigues me. And so by the time we finish this message, it'll have a title. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that all right with you all? But but, but I feel like uh, uh, there's something great on the horizon for the saints. So I definitely want to speak to your hearts and encourage you today uh, in the word of the Lord. Amen. And so if you if you are all right with that, uh, you may have your seats. Praise God. I, I, I think uh, and just reading and looking at at this at this, at this particular text this morning, how um, we need to definitely uh, be able to to walk through it and see how uh, David is uh, handling some situations and some circumstances. Uh, um, there, there, there are places in all of our lives where we hit a, a downward spiral, and it seems like a spirit of heaviness tries to come over us. And uh, this is the typical state of mind uh, when we deal with something that has happened in our lives that's somewhat traumatic. And so we find uh, David here uh, that he's, he's going to have to avenge the destruction of Ziglag. And so the word of the Lord uh, speaks here uh, in verse uh, 1, and it came to pass that when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that 
were therein, they slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Now, this is a situation here. This is, this is live and in color because uh, David has been out uh, and thinking about engaging in a battle with the Philistines. He's going he's gonna to fight in this battle uh, with King Achish, and King Achish uh, determined that David, you are a powerful warrior, and I know your record, and I believe you have been loyal to me, and I, I think you have been faithful in your doings and my dealings with you. I found you to be an honest and an upright man. However, uh, he had some men, King Agish had some men pushing him in the back that didn't think so well of David, and so then they were not feeling the same way about David, so they influenced the way the king felt, and the king said, now, I know you came to help me in this battle, but I'm going to release you, David. I'm going to excuse you. I'm going to allow you to go back to Ziglag, and Ziglag was where David abode. Ziglag was his military base. Ziglag was where his safety was. It was his, it was his uh, protection. He went there, and he was at rest because King Achish had taken this land and he had given it to David and David and his 600 men were resting there and the families of these men. And so while they were over there with the king, uh, they didn't know that the Amalekites uh, were planning an ambush and, and the Amalekites never, never should have been able to do anything. They should have not even been present, but because uh, Saul did not do what God told him to do when he told him, I want you to go over and I want you to take out Agag and all the Amalekites. I want you to slay everything. Don't leave anything. I want you to take it all out. But you all know the story of King Saul. He didn't do that. And so then now, because he didn't do that, uh, David has got to fight the enemy, which has now grown up and coming after him. See, uh, it behooves us even uh, now to kill all the enemies that's against us in our lives. We have to look at what's going on and what's against us, what's happening with us that will cause us to have to face it later down the road. We want to deal with that. Bless the Lord. We don't want to act as if there's nothing going on. Sometimes we just need to take the magnifying glass of the word uh, and look at ourselves. I promise you, it will show us the hidden things that are even there. Uh, I know sometimes we feel like we have arrived uh, and we don't need any deliverance. But I declare, uh, if you find yourself in a dire situation uh, and you get in the presence of a holy 
holy God, uh, he'll begin to uncover the small things. Uh, and the way he does it uh, is that he is so polite about it. Uh, he loves you all the way through it. Uh, but he got a way of telling you, you need to check that. Uh, if you don't get rid of that, you're going to meet it later on. Uh, and it's going to be a hard thing uh, when you face it further down the road. Uh, and so now here, uh, David sees, listen, uh, Ziklag has come under attack. They have burned the city. They ambushed us. Uh, and so since they ambushed them, David, David, David takes his men back there. And when they see what is going on, the scripture says that uh, uh, David, da the, then David and the people that were with him, and verse 4, it says, they lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. When the men saw what had happened to the women and the children and that they had been snatched away, uh, they felt a very deep, 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 deep sorrow uh, to the point that it said they cried uh, and they cried uh, and they cried. Now these are grown men, uh, but they walking around, imagine uh, they are in the city and they looking uh, at where the wives and the children slept and they're saying there's nobody here uh, and they are missing the love uh, of family members uh, and so now there's a kind of hurt uh, that causes them uh, to be wounded in the soul, the soul uh, where the mind, will, and the emotion lies uh, and so now uh, because they are so spent out uh, in their soul, they're not thinking straight, uh, they just keep on crying. They said they wept. Uh, they wept. The, these men crying so hard. Uh, have you ever had anything in your life uh, when you cried one time it wasn't enough uh, and you cried two times it wasn't enough uh, and you just kept on lamenting. Anybody ever just had to lament? Uh, just lay out. Uh, just say good God this thing is hurting me. Uh, you can't figure it out. Uh, you don't know. Uh, and when your soul is bent, uh, Listen, and when you are grieving, huh, grief going to look for a blame. Huh? They're going to look for somebody. Huh? They're going to look for somebody to blame. Huh? We all been there. Grief need a place to land. Huh? It, and it says, if you let me just land here, huh, can I blame huh, a situation? Can I blame a person? Huh? And sometimes we even ended up blaming God. Huh? God, why you let this thing happen? Huh? And God, huh, don't you love me? Don't you care? Yeah, you know, David had to be able to steal himself and look at those men because they had gotten upset to the point they said, look, we're going to take David out. Now imagine David thinking, Lord, what am I going to do? Because they feel like if I hadn't been over there following David, if we hadn't been off uh, center, if we hadn't been away from the camp, huh, none of this would have happened. Huh? And so while that's going over in their mind, huh, a couple of them get to the point where they say, huh, we just going to stone him. Huh? What kind of leader huh, will lead us out here huh, and not protect huh, the family that's left back behind? Huh? See, that's the difference, you all. Huh? When you start talking about leadership, huh, leadership got its ups huh, and leadership got its 
downs, when things are going well and leadership is looking good, then you'll get some pats on the back. But when leadership missed the mark, when leadership don't do it like we think, then we got an issue. And even within ourselves, we say, well, look like to me, they would do it like this. Look like to me, it should operate in this manner. You know, we can sit back and see a leader because when a leader is leading, they're on parade. They're on stage. Glory to God. They are out there. Everybody can see what the leader is doing because they're leading. And so we have to look at the fact of sometimes how critical we can become of leadership even when leadership is doing the best that it can do with the situation that it's been given. Now that's not really David's fault. He wasn't planning for them to come and take the family away. Look, David was right in the midst with them. I could see it if David wasn't affected. I could see it if they took everybody else's children and everybody else's wives and didn't take David's. I could see them getting a little upset. But they took everything. They took everybody's wife. Took everybody's children. And so David is sitting up here and he's thinking, my God, glory, I got to do something. I got to I got to do something. So what does he do? David don't stop cussing. David don't start blaming folk. David don't start you all talking ugly to him. Because you got to understand when you're in leadership, the strong got them bear the infirmities of the weak. And so you got to begin to look at people and see that there is not a place in you that they haven't seen or you haven't been to. They can see that you've done some of the same things, had some of the same experiences. Look, leaders are not removed from hurt. Leaders are not removed from disappointment. Leaders, glory to God, are just called out by God. And because the word of God said many are called, few are chosen. What's going to make the difference? Some people are called. Yeah, we call. We all call to be saved. But what makes the difference in a chosen one is the battle they are willing to go through to get to the other side. It's what they are willing to take a stand for or against that's going to get them to the other side. And so then many are called but few are chosen. But I got a house full of chosen folk in here today. I got a house full of folk that God done put a stamp of approval on. I got a house full of folk that say I love the Lord. I got a house full of folk that say I'm not backing up. I know I'm going to have some hurts. I'm going to have some disappointments. Everything always not going to be the way I want it. But I'm still going to trust God. I'm going to do like David. And I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. Oh, glory to God. And in his might. You got to learn how to encourage yourself. You got to learn that somebody is looking at you and saying, wait a minute. Hallelujah. I've been watching you. I see how you preach. I see how you pray. I see how you prophesy. I see how you teach. I see how you love on people. But hold up. Now you in a battle and you going to perish. Wait a minute. I need to see you rise above this. I tell you what. We're going to need some Davis because you're going to need to encourage yourself in the Lord. So God say, y'all, stop it. Stop the pity party. Stop worrying about what folk doing. 
and not do it. <laughs> you got to go on. He had to, I'm talking to me, y'all. <laughs> you, got to, you got to stop, bless the Lord, huh? looking at somebody else's house. Huh? Praise God, whomever don't meet, it's all right. Huh? You got to mind your business. Huh? Praise the Lord. I'm trying to mind the business huh? of this house. Amen. <laughs> I'm trying to mind the business huh? of the assignment that God has given to me. Huh? I don't know about you, but I'm minding my business. Huh? I'm just saying, Lord, what you have me to do because huh? whatever you have me to do huh? that's what I want to be doing huh? in here huh? and encourage the people of God huh? that they got to encourage themselves huh? in the Lord you saying encourage huh? men and women of God huh? to take their stand in the Lord huh? and encourage themselves huh? that you can't wait huh? on others to come and encourage you huh? and You got to know what God is saying. Huh? You got to hear God for yourself. Huh? You're going to hear a lot of voices. Huh? Everybody got an opinion. Huh? But you're going to have to obey huh? the voice of the Lord. Huh? How you know it? Huh? How you know the voice of the Lord? Huh? You know his word. Huh? David said, I got to get some word. I got to pray. He's sitting. We, we all been there. <laughs> we all been there. But we've had some places where we've been alone and bewildered, turned around, all sinner, because life has dealt us a blow that has stagnated the plan of God for our lives. But there are some things in this life we bring upon ourselves, and we have to be a man or woman enough to say, I bought this lesson. I got involved in an ungodly relationship or I stayed in it longer than I should have even when I was being told by God to let it go or, or our frivolous spending has caused us to suffer lack. Uh, it was not that we didn't have the money, but we misused it. Uh, we all have the propensity to purchase what we want uh, and beg for what we need. Uh, now, some of that uh, is traveling down through the bloodline uh, and we inherited some things that are likely generational curses uh, and we have not been taught uh, how to go beyond them uh, but we can get beyond them these areas uh, require some effort on our behalf uh, and so I just want to encourage the saints uh, glory to God that we're going to stop with all the blaming and using excuses uh, and other people uh, because of our own shortcomings we're going to stop it uh, glory to God uh, we got the face out our fears. Huh? We got to face whatever it is, the jealousy, the envy, huh? the rejection, the self-rejection, the bitterness, huh? the low self-esteem. Huh? I want to encourage huh, you in the Lord. You got to do like David, huh? and you got to, first of all, when life strikes huh, a blow to you, you're going to have to really go in. You got to go in, and you got to go in in the word. Huh? And so David said, I'm going in. Huh? This thing is 
hurting me because I've been loyal. I've led them to the best of my ability. And now they want to stone me. Imagine how David is feeling. Wait a minute. What about all the other things I did? Come on now. There's some other things that I know I got right. But because I missed this one, come on, let's just see. So David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so he starts talking in the word. Psalms 34 and 15. David started preaching his own sermon. He said, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears are open unto their cry. You the righteous. Glory to God. Then he goes on. Now David is pinning this out of his hurt. Then some stuff coming out of your hurt. Your pain is producing some psalms. Oh, bless the Lord. David is able to write a good portion of the psalms out of his frustration, out of his pain, out of his hurt. Come on, somebody shout something good coming out of my pain. Oh, bless the Lord. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I've had enough to last me a lifetime. But yet I know God knows what I need and how I need it. And so he uses that pain, not you all to kill us and not to break our spirit, but he uses that pain to show us how he has really built us and put his word in us. You're going to last. You're going to get through this. You coming out. He bringing us out of it. Oh, glory to God. I feel like we're stepping into a new place, a new time, a new season. Oh, good God Almighty. Because God is going to get the glory out of our lives. I don't know about you, but I believe that when we come back into full fellowship, that we coming back with some oil. We coming back and we're going to be oiled up. We coming back with a fresh anointing because the anointing, hallelujah, destroys the yoke and removes the burden. We coming back with a yoke destroying anointing because we coming back and we exercising the word. We coming back saying, wait a minute. God will know you did it. And no way we could have recovered except you did it. And so we thank God we're in recovery. We're coming on through this thing. Oh, bless the Lord. We're going to wake up on the other side. And we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes. Why? Because we didn't faint. Somebody shout because I didn't faint. Oh, bless the Lord. So David preaches. Then he goes on in verse 17. And he says this. The righteous cry. And the Lord heareth and delivered them out of all their troubles. Not some of them saints, but all their troubles. The righteous cry. You ain't got to do anything but cry because you without saying that we are the righteousness of God. But that's what the word said. I received that right from what Jesus did on the cross by dying for my sins and getting up on the third day. He made an exchange by taking my sin and giving me his righteousness. Come on, look at your name and tell him, you righteous too. You in the Lord. Come on, righteousness. Can I talk about it for a moment? Righteousness. Righteousness is holy and upright living. 
in accordance with God's standard. Uh, the word righteousness uh, comes from the root word that means straightness. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, glory to God. Uh, somebody asks about you uh, and they describe your care. Oh, she's straight. Uh, oh, he's straight. Uh, bless the Lord. Uh, what they're saying is uh, that you're the righteousness of God uh, and you ain't messing around. Uh, now, don't try to come up on her. Uh, uh, you can't do that to him uh, because he's straight. Uh, bless the Lord. Because uh, some people know they crooked uh, and they get with crooked folk. Uh, but when you know uh, that somebody is straight, uh, the word is out about you, baby. Uh, the word is on the street. Uh, they know who righteous. Uh, they know who straight. Uh, they know what ministry straight. Uh, or you don't think so. Uh, the devil know exactly uh, what's going on around the city. Uh, he know where he can get in uh, and he know where he can't go. Because uh, he said, that's, uh -uh, that's a righteous folk uh, up in that place. Uh, if I go up in there, uh, I'm going to get the food knocked out of me. Uh, and so he knows uh, not to come up in here. Uh, oh, bless the Lord. Because uh, if one saint is down, uh, the other one boxing in the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, ask somebody. Uh, you need me to box for you. Uh, you need me to exchange. Uh, you need me to get in the ring uh, while you get a break. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, if you need a break, I'll box for you uh, until uh, you get your strength back. Uh, and after you come out of recovery, uh, you get up and box for me. Uh, oh, when it's over, yeah, we go get a vacation. Hallelujah. I need some time off. But right now, I got a box. Glory to God. Somebody say box. Hallelujah. So, the cross of Jesus is a public demonstration of God's righteousness. God accounts or transfers the righteousness of Christ to those who trust in him. That's how we get it. We do not become righteous because of our inherent goodness. God sees us as righteous because of our identification by faith with his son. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. First Peter chapter 3, 12 declares, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. But for the righteous, glory to God. Hallelujah. His ears are open to our prayers. That means he hears us. Thank you, Lord. And he answers. Glory to God. He's already answered. Before we even call, he's answered. Nothing in our lives is by happenstance. Because the footsteps of a righteous Man, they are ordered by the Lord. And verse 13 said, And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? So David is showing us in this text, when the bullies of life arrive, you have to know how to fight. We have an adversary, and he's throwing everything that he can at us. We just have to know the end of the story and how it ends. It is written in the bottom of the book that when Jesus couldn't find anyone else to swear by, he swore by himself. His word is true. And he said, you can stand on it. Matthew 28, what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, uh, the authority of the believer, 28, 18 said, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then he said, but go ye therefore 
and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Then verse 20, he concludes, he says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And then he ends it with this, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Sometimes in the midst of tr trouble, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of life struggles, you have to remember the B portion of verse 20. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. And he pins it with amen, which means it is so. So when you feel like he has deserted you and he's not there, you do like David. David encouraged himself. In the Lord his God. He knew he was the righteousness of God. He knew this. And so he finds himself now having to use what he knows for his own defense. So he gets down to our text, 1 Samuel 30 and 6, where it said, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved. And every man for his sons and for his daughters. But then David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He says, I have got to encourage myself. The Amalekites have come in and they have done some damage. The Amalekites, they kept on raiding Israel. David attacked and, and, and defeated them back in 1 Samuel chapter 27 verse Verses 8 through 10, you can read it when you get home. I got so much I want to cover. But, but he, he forgot, you know, and went on down the road. By the time he got over to, to verse 30, uh, they came in and raided Ziglag and carried David's wives away. But David knew he needed to just get in the Lord. He needed to pray. He knew with his right standing he could get there. So he encouraged himself and strengthened himself in the Lord. You got to speak the word over yourself. You got to speak the word when nobody else will speak the word to you or for you. You can speak the word over yourself and encourage yourself in the Lord. And so David stands out here as a leader and begins to, to, to encourage himself even the more when he starts talking in Psalms 40 and 1, he said, I, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. Sometimes we got to wait patiently for the Lord. We, we wait, but we don't always wait patiently. We, we wait hurriedly. Now, God, when you going to take this thing away from me? Now, God, when you going to show up? Now, God, I need you to get me out, Jesus, and I need you to get me out today. But some things he said, no, I'm not going to get you out right away. I'm going to let you sit in it uh, because you need to learn patience. Bless the Lord. Because uh, your patience will possess your soul. Uh, hallelujah. And I discovered something. Uh, that as you get a little bit older, sometimes you get a little bit uh, less patient. 
impatient. You don't want to wait. You're like, I ain't got a lot of time now. I got to get this done. Come on here now. We got to move out. But when you're waiting on the matters of God, it's imperative that we wait patiently. Because there is an answer coming from the Lord. Because we don't hear anything don't mean we ought to move. It means we to just keep waiting patiently. Because God will speak. Bless the Lord. God can get around anything and get to us. He's trying to steady us and steal us so that he can really tell us what he want to tell us. But oftentimes what he's got to say to us, we're not ready to hear it. Because we're not in that place yet where he knows that our spirit can handle what he's about to put on us. And so praise the Lord. He done got us in isolation around here where we can hear him. Where we're in a still place. Where we can't talk to everybody. We can't visit. You got to stay in the house. Glory to God. And it ain't meant for us to be watching TV and getting off into all this craziness. Because some of them people don't look like they making any change. But I see the righteousness of God. Waxing strong in this. I see people that's still doing stuff they ain't got any business. But I'm like, Lord, do they not see the handwriting on the wall? That you putting us in a place that we ought to spend time with you. And to get in your word. And to hear what you got to say. Because you love us enough to prepare us for the end time things to come. And so you want to make sure the devil don't sneak up on us and attack us unnecessarily. And so we are patiently waiting on the Lord. I'm telling you, sometimes it requires you to give up some stuff, like turn your plate over and declare you're not going to eat for a couple of days because you got to hear from the Lord. But look like people are looking for places that they can find food. They want to eat more. So I said, Lord, what's up with this? What's going on? It's because he already know whose name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And what I found out that it's not necessarily in a person's heart to make a change when they go through trouble. If God is not there, if he's not pricked that hard, I thought to myself, my neighbor had the worst accident that a man could ever be involved in. He's a state trooper, y'all. His car hit a rail. It tore the car up. It tore him up and yet bless the Lord the next couple of months even after we went and prayed for him at the hospital do you know he was still walking around with this hatred he was just straight out racist he did not like people of color and I said well Lord look like once that man got off that rail and they peeled him out that car and they put him back together and put pins all in his back and knees and he didn't leave up out of here look like it would be a change and he said wait you gotta understand if I hadn't touched the heart if they hadn't come to me if they hadn't lifted up holy hands if they hadn't said be my savior if they hadn't heard the priest word and received me as savior no matter what they go through it's just gonna get stronger like Isaiah said why should I still beat you you just gonna get more disobedient. So going through stuff don't necessarily make us obedient. It's got to be you, the righteousness of God. And you hear the voice of God. Because there's many voices speaking. But the righteousness of God, hear the voice of God. 
you sitting here this morning because you're the righteousness of God. You hear the voice of God. You say, I'm going. It don't matter who be there. I am going to the house of God. You got liberty to make your decision. Everybody got liberty. He said he'd let them have a choice. And I'm like, Lord, but you just want them to hurry up and get it. Anybody got family members? You want them to hurry up and get it. You're like, why are you staying out there so long? What is wrong with you? Don't you see that the handwriting is on the wall? That soon and very soon that Jesus is coming back for his church without a spot or a wrinkle. Don't you see he getting us ready? Don't you see that he's saying, you better come on out of your sin. You better give up the ghost. You better stop doing that foolishness that we don't hear that. And it waxed strong. Lord have mercy. And so then they don't even accept the grace of God. That there's enough grace to stop you from sinning. Hallelujah. If you don't see that even in this time that you're not supposed to be in anybody's presence except the people you live in the house with. That means husband and wife. If you don't see, glory to God, that you're supposed to keep a distance and you still want to slip and tip. You still want to park in a dark place. You still want to meet boo on the side. Oh, good God from heaven. Come on, y'all. We need to encourage them. Come on out of that stuff before it's too late. We're going to encourage them in the Lord. We're going to tell them to keep coming because we understand except the grace of God. There go us. So keep coming because what you doing, we already been through there. We already know the outcome. And if you are not practicing the righteousness of God in his word, you are going to get yourself in a place that you might not get out of it. Come on, somebody shout encourage yourself in the Lord. Glory to God. And so David said, I waited patiently. I waited, I waited. And he inclined unto me. After I waited, he heard me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then he said, not only did he hear me. I'm still in Psalms 40, 1 and 2. He said, not only did he hear me, but he brought me up also. Out of a harbor pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He brought us up. Yes, he did. Out of a harbor, harbor pit. Look at your neighbor say, I know he brought me up. <laughs> Hallelujah. And by virtue that you sitting here, he brought you up too. He said, out of the miry clay. I, 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 that clay that was sinking, that was soft, that I kept stepping in and I wasn't going nowhere but down. And I couldn't see my way. But then he said, wait, I see that you belong to me, I'm going to pull you out. I'm going to take you out of this miry clay. I'm going to set your feet upon a rock. That rock is Jesus. And then he established our goings. Praise God. Hallelujah. David, keep preaching to himself. David, keep finding the Psalms here and writes them so we can go back and encourage ourselves today. He said, unto the Lord do I lift up my soul. He says in, in, in Psalms 25 and 1, oh my God, I trust him thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Bless the Lord. And then he goes on to say, hallelujah unto the Lord. Uh, do I lift up my soul. Give your soul, give your mind, your will, and your emotion. Lift them up. 
to the Lord, unto thee, O Lord, I lift up. Because that soul can get you all turned around. Look, there's some soulish stuff going on, huh? even in this hour. But God is breaking soul ties. Hallelujah. He's breaking us away from stuff that's keeping us and preventing us huh, from reaching that pinnacle with him. Huh? And so now he says, he keep on preaching that. And, I, and, and, and he talks about how in Psalms 18 and 5, he said, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. And verse 6, he said, but in my distress, I called upon the Lord, and he cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. So after David finished praying and encouraging himself in the Lord, he's reminded of God's word to him in the secret place. David rises up now, and he goes before the Lord and inquires of him. In verse 8, David inquired at the Lord, and this is what he said. He said, shall I pursue after this troop, or shall I overtake them? And he answered him, who is he? The Lord answered, and what was his answer? He told him specifically, David, this is what you do. Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, you will recover all. You'll get it all back. Bless the Lord, because you're my righteousness. David, go after. So David says, wait. I got a whole history with God. Anybody got some history? Anybody know your, your God? Anybody can say that he's brought me out of this? He'll surely bring me out of that. David said, I'll remind myself. So he takes a walk back down memory lane and goes back to chapter 16 where God had anointed the prophet Samuel and sent him and told him to go down to Jesse's house. Y'all remember that? He said, go down to Jesse's house. Uh, prophet, I want you to go down there and I want you to anoint a new king. Uh, so what was happening? Uh, because uh, uh, Saul had messed it up. Y'all know the story. He didn't do what God told him to do. Uh, and so then David is now looking back on what God had already promised promised him. Huh? Over in 16, David has gotten the anointing. Huh? But over in chapter 30, huh, he gets the appointment. Huh? Sometimes you get your anointing huh, before you get your appointing. Huh? But they will come together. Huh? He was anointed at 15, huh? a young boy to be king. Huh? But he doesn't get there huh? to after King Saul goes off the scene. Huh? And then some 15 years later, huh, he becomes king David, huh? but God said that about him years huh? before we got there. Huh? God determined years huh? before we got here huh? to face a coronavirus. Huh? He determined huh? that we were already overcomers huh? by the blood of the Lamb huh? and the testimonies of the saints. Huh? He said, it's written in the book. Go back and give David. Huh? I brought him through some trying times. Huh? I'll bring you to. Huh? Oh, glory to God. Huh? So David looking back, huh? 
over what happened over there. The prophet came down there and he brought some oil and he brought it in a horn. A horn, y'all, was significant of toughness because this is what the animals used to fight with. So the horn represented strength. The horn represented dominion. The horn represented fortification. The horn said that go down there and put the oil in it. Now I want you to anoint one of them boys. Don't matter about what they look like. He told the prophet, wait, I'm going to send them by you. And the sons kept walking by. I ain't got time to go through it like I want to. But I think it was about seven of them. And they walked by. And the prophet said, mm-mm. And ain't on them. And surely they thought it would be on that oldest boy. Because he was tall and good looking. But the Lord said, wait, Samuel, let me show you something. You look at the outside. But I'm looking at the heart. I'm not looking for somebody that's tall and good looking. I'm not looking for somebody that'll try to steal my glory. I'm not looking for somebody that will not obey me. I'm looking for somebody that don't really want to be on W. BBJ. I'm not looking for nobody that want to steal my glory and get the show for themselves. Wait a minute. I believe the Bible said when we do our arms, do them in secret. You ain't got to tell nobody. The whole city ain't got to know. If you're going to feed some people, go ahead and feed them. If you're going to bless some people, go ahead and bless them. But he said, I don't need that. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Somebody help me preach it. And so what he said, there's look here. I remember and I recall that the oil did not flow because it wasn't the right person. Listen, God is pouring out some fresh oil when he gets to the right person. I believe he got the right people up in this house this morning. Anybody in here ready for some fresh oil? He'll take the horn, bless the Lord, and he'll pour strength on you. They'll give you some oil. Glory to God. Anybody want that oil? Well, let me tell you how you get it. The oil didn't just happen. The oil had to go through a crusher. The oil had to take some pressure. The oil had to be built into a transformation. The oil had to be dealt with. It didn't just become oil. Baby, you've been through some pressure. Baby, you've been under the shadow of God's almighty hand. You've been through some trying times. You've been through some miry clay. You've been through some places that you didn't think you would get out of. But God brought you out because you could take the pressure. Hallelujah. He said, can I find a few Davids in the earth in this last hour? that can take the pressure that will get up and stop having a pity party and you will encourage yourself in the Lord and don't just encourage yourself but he'll give you a word to encourage somebody else David said wait a minute I gotta go to God not just on my behalf but I gotta go on behalf of the men and their families so Lord 
What shall I do? He said, David, I anointed you. Way back there, chapter 15, for such a time as this. All you got to do now is use the oil. You got oil on your boy. Hallelujah. I'm talking about what you just dabbed in your forehead. But it was poured down on him. Oh, glory to God. Somebody said, pour it on. Oh, glory to God. Somebody said, pour it on, God. Pour the all upon me. I want the all to flow on me. Anybody want the all to shout glory? Glory to God. He said, you got some oil, David. You can come on through here. He saw, he remembered, he recalled. That oil didn't flow until he said, then you have another son. Isn't anybody else here? Because this not working. And I can't pour this oil on just any vessel. It's got to be the one God has anointed. The fresh oil is coming to those that God has appointed. The fresh oil is going to fall upon the body of believers in such a powerful way that the world will see that the anointing is resting on you. Glory to God. The anointing oil. I'm just, I'm just about done. But I got to tell you how this oil works. Because it's it's going to flow past the eyes. When it pour the oil on, it's going to run down. So God said, tell them, the eyes, the window to their soul. The soul is where you house the mind, the will, and the emotion. He said, the anointing is flowing on the eyes so that we can see in the spirit realm. He's putting salve, eye salve on the eyes of the believers to open us up to what God has for us. We will see our brothers and our sisters differently. We're going to pray for them. We're going to speak the truth and love because the oil is resting. The oil is upon our eyes. And with this oil, he's going to open us up to the wisdom of God. We're going to have God wisdom. We're going to know how what and when, because of the discernment, we'll have knowledge and the wisdom to be able to put it in its proper perspective. It's going to flow on down past our ears so that we can hear. Because the scripture said, whosoever has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. The oil that's going to flow down is going to remove the voices that we hear from the devil. And we're going to hear God clearly in this hour. He's going to open up our ears so that we can be prophesying one to another. And then the oil is going to come on down and float upon our hands and we're going to have a new kind of worship. A praise that is new and fresh. It's going to be different this time because victory really is in the name of Jesus. And the scripture said that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The days of begging folk to praise God are over. 
bless the Lord, the times of, of soliciting people to praise God, those days are over. Because the praise is coming up out of the believer because they can recall and remember. Wait a minute. The hand of the Lord has been upon me. Matter of fact, you can't wait to give your testimony. Do you know what the Lord has done for me? Can I stop you? Do you have enough time to just listen to my testimony? God been so good to me. He brought me through so many situations until I just got to testify about the goodness of the Lord and then when we get into the house of the Lord we're going to be giving God glory and giving God praise just kind of like we've been doing this morning y'all been glorifying the Lord you've been giving him praise you've been honoring his presence but it's going to be ten times stronger hallelujah because the oil is coming down somebody shout it's getting on my head right about now I feel the oil coming on down. Come on my head. Glory to God. It ain't feeling like it used to. There's some stuff that's been going on in the mind. Hallelujah. That I feel that's being a switch. Oh praise the Lord. He said let this mind be in us. That was also in Christ Jesus. He thought it not robbery. To be equal with God. But he took upon himself. The form of a servant. And became obedient. Even unto death on the cross. Now he's been given a name that's above every name and at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue confess that he is Lord come on saints let's make a confession that the Lord is in the room let's make a confession that the Lord has brought us out let's make a confession that we're in recovery oh look over at your neighbor and see that they look brand new Look at yourself, cause you do too. I'll give God praise for the fresh oil and the fresh manna that's coming down from heaven. Somebody shout victory, victory, victory belong to us. Victory has come to us in recovery. Oh, we saw some things in recovery. Our eyes came open in recovery. We were silent long enough. Enough, huh, to let God speak huh, and what is said huh, I need some Davis huh, in this hour huh, oh praise the Lord huh, y'all he destroying huh, the likes of racism huh, I know it looks like huh, the devil is winning huh, we're dealing with a circumstance huh, in the earth right now huh, but God said don't let your mind huh, stay on that huh, because I'm bigger than that huh, where one might be dying in the street huh, I'm raising up millions Oh, bless the Lord. There's a generation that God got his hands on. There's some young men, some young boys. Come on, y'all. There's a tearing person bringing up the back. There's a Brantorius coming up the rear. Oh, there is a Dexter over to the side. There is an Eric that's coming down the front. Yeah, there is a Joshua that will declare the way of the Lord. There is a Tyrone that'll preach Jesus. Somebody shout glory. The all is coming into the earth. The all, the anointed, and you'll never be the same in Jesus' name. So David said, I got encouraged. And once I got encouraged, I encouraged others. Then I asked of the Lord. I got 
my direction. I got my instruction. And then David said he went down and he slew him from one evening, from one morning to the next afternoon. Oh, bless the Lord. Thank God for this generation that's going to slay the devil. They're going to wipe some stuff out, y'all. Oh, bless the Lord. When Jesus get here, we're going to be clothed and sitting in our right mind. We're going to love the brother, whether they black or white. We're going to understand they're all precious in his sight. Oh, somebody shout, Jesus is making his way back. Jesus is coming after us. Jesus is in the battle with us. Jesus got a plan, y'all. I tell you, we're coming through this place. I tell you, God is bringing us up and God is bringing us out. And how you coming out? He's saying a wealthy place. Oh, bless the Lord. I heard him say, the last will be first, then the first shall be last. Well, Lord, what are you saying? Those that have suffered, getting ready to reign with me. After that you suffer, hallelujah, you shall come forth. Oh, bless the Lord. Ain't nobody suffer like the Afro-American in this country. God got a work. God got a plan. Oh, come on. He got him out of Egypt. He gonna get us out of this. Oh, bless the Lord. Come on, somebody. Your wealthy place. Hallelujah. Is before you. Step into it. Come on, step into it. I dare you to make a step in the natural. You making a step in the spirit. Come on, step into it. You got to run tail. Everybody you see. God put some oil on me. Hallelujah. And I'm no longer the same. My eyes are open. My ears are open. Oh, bless his name. I got to worship like I never had before. I got to praise you ain't never seen before. Oh, glory to God. Somebody shout, I'm encouraged in the Lord. Come on, shout, I'm encouraged in the Lord. I'm encouraged in the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Put your hands together and give God praise. Yeah, put your hands together and give him praise. I feel y'all in here. I feel y'all in here. I feel y'all in here. Y'all making a sound. Y'all making a sound that heaven is pleased. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. Come on, y'all making a sound this morning. Hallelujah. God is coming to the sound. Come on, open up that vocal cord. Give him a sacrifice of praise. Y'all making a sound. I hear you blowing. Come on, blow your trumpet in Zion this morning. Come on and blow. I dare you to blow. Come on, blow. Come on, blow. There's a fresh wind coming. Come on, blow the fire of the Holy Ghost. Come on, blow. Come on, blow. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, come on, come on. He's in this place today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I say. 
Yalaman Shanda Mosha, Alaban Shanda, Hayalaban Shanda, be encouraged, saints. Hallelujah. The Davis, then come on the scene. Oh, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. The Davis have made their arrival. Oh, bless the Lord. They were anointed. Hallelujah. At the gate. But it's time for God to show them all. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give him praise. I dare you to give him praise that he's worthy of. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. They're coming. 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 Come on. God forced them to own the jail cell during this time. God forced them to open the doors and let the innocent go free. God forced them to let the Davis out of jail. Oh, good God from heaven. Hallelujah. We see the hand of God like never before. And when we are through, hallelujah, we're coming up and coming out. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Somebody shout, I'm encouraged today. Come on, I'm encouraged in the Lord. I'm encouraged in the Lord. Come on, I stop by to tell you to be encouraged in the Lord. Come on, encourage yourself. Receive the word. Take God at his word. He's not a man that he should lie. Not a son of man that he will repent. Come on, shout, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged in the Lord. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. I wish I could preach it like I feel it. But oh, bless his name. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Oh, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Oh, bless his name, y'all. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the very same. Our God is worthy to be praised. Oh, bless that name. Come on, bless that name. I don't hear you blessing him. Somebody shout glory. Come on, shout glory. Come on, shout glory. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Get ready. Get ready to see a move of God. To see the hand of God. Like you've never seen him before. Get ready. David was assured of victory because he encouraged himself in the Lord. He prayed. He prayed the word. He waited. And he waited patiently. He received the answer. And he obeyed the instruction. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Lord Jesus, thank you today. That we're the righteousness of God. And with that comes benefits. Thank you, Lord, that we're in covenant with you. <laughs> Thank you that you watch over your word to perform it in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that our lives will never be the same. 
In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging our hearts today. Thank you, Lord, for mighty move of God. Thank you, Lord, for the revival that's breaking out even now within us. Thank you, Lord. We've been revived. Thank you for that kind of love that you didn't leave us. Even in the midst of trials, struggles, and temptations. That you yet loved us and brought us through. Thank you for listening to Cane Creek Missionary Baptist Church On Demand. For more information on Cane Creek and ways to give, visit canecreekbaptist.org. We pray the Lord's blessing upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious towards you and give you his peace.